Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show, brought to you by Fred Weaver and myself, Kevin Kaufman. We are realtors in Phoenix, Arizona, helping other realtors sell more real estate, learn more, think bigger, and dive into some of the industry's most important topics through interviews and industry headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate family of Real Estate and Mortgage Podcast, and I hope you'll enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at EXP Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined EXP Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to exprealty.com. Okay, guys, we're back on the Captain and Fred show. And uh, today I'm joined by my new friend, uh, Steve Lamoth out of the Sacramento, California area. Steve, how's it going, dude? Good morning. Everything is good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I mean, I've been excited to do this. You and I got the chance to, we've ju we just recently met at a mastermind and actually had the chance to talk to each other and uh, along with a few other people and hear about our business struggles and our, and our wins and stuff like that. And one thing that stuck out to me is like, you're a guy that's really got something cool going and growing. And um, like every, like everybody else who owns a business also has his fair share of problems. And um, I love that, right? Cause it's never perfect. It's never the, where we want it, but it's this continuous path. And so what I loved about the way you showed up that day, man, is I could see right away that you're a learner. You're a guy that wants to get better and learn. And so I was really excited when you said you would do the podcast. So that's it, man. I'm excited to just chat with you about, about your business and kind of some of the things you've learned along the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I was excited for the opportunity and um, you know, you're someone that I followed from afar anyways. And it was the first time I got to meet you. Right. And, and I think that I'm definitely a constant learner, but I've also noticed, and you gave me this advice personally, right? Like you have to be careful um, about how much learning you do and, 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 you know, I'm an implementer also. And, and I think that oftentimes you can do a lot of learning and a lot of implementing and not a lot of specialization in that implementing, you know, yeah. you know so it can, I think it's one like of the this. things I'm trying to get better at is if I'm working on implementing something new, I want to finish it. Right. Mm -hmm. And really, really make sure that it's, that it's good. And, and that we've spent a lot of time understanding what we're implementing. <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, cause you know, it's so easy for us as agents to do is cause like dude, shiny lights, shiny object syndrome, mm -hmm. and then go implement something and cool. It gets implemented, but like it never really fully gets implemented. And then we do this other thing, this other shiny object implementation that actually pulls us in the other direction that is the opposite of this shiny object thing that we just implemented. It's so, yep. I know for me, I, literally, Steve, I, uh, you know, I had to, at a certain point early in my career, I just stopped going to like the, the part of like conventions because I love conventions. I love going to learn um, and learn from other top agents around the country. I had to stop going to like the, um, the booths, you know, like where all the vendors were because there's all these shiny objects and every, and every single vendor will one more deal you to death. Like you can pay for this with just one more deal. You can get these crate headphones for one more deal a month or whatever it is. Right. And there's all these shiny objects. And so I know like I got to a point, you and I were offline talking about cell phones and things like that. And our buddy Frank and still drives me wild that that guy doesn't have a cell phone. That said, right. um, you know, there's so many distractions in our business and to get really clear and narrow on where we're going so we can grow really big is, is hard. 
and it's why most people don't do it. And, um, you know, what I saw in you was that you're, you're working on that. Like you're working on making that really big. And I mean, you already have a really big business, but so let, on that note, let's dive into it, Steve. Like, yep. tell me how long have you been in real estate and w- like, what'd you do prior to real estate? Uh, I've been in real estate for, this will be um, my 11th year in October. And before real estate, you know, um, I probably had five or six jobs, but you know, my full-time career before real estate was um, I was working for in commercial printing. I had been doing that for like seven years and uh, I got into real estate business because in the recession, uh, my dad and I had gotten the opportunity um, to buy some investment properties. So I, I would hunt and search and call agents on signs and they'd never call me back. And, and I got licensed to honestly get the key, right? And I was never really a salesperson. And then, you know, that just transitioned to in the recession, I just thought, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a go and, and try to launch a real estate business. You know, long story short, um, I was with Remax for a while and then hung my license with Keller Williams. I uh, was fortunate enough to find a great mentor and was on a team for quite a while. Um, once that team decided to leave Keller Williams, I, I decided to stick at KW. And so in, in 2018, I had to uh, basically start from scratch, you know, and, and rebuild a business from the ground up, you know, starting at the CRM and, and logo level, you know. Yeah. And so uh, in 2020, we did 135 units, about 1.5 million GCI. And, um, and we stick to that Gary Keller's like 30, 30, 40 model. So yeah. 40% margin, which I'm really uh, proud of and hope to maintain. Dude, it's hard. I'll tell you, uh, first of all, good for you for running that margin. And it's hard to maintain. Most people don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, dude, First of all, did you say 135 transactions last year? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's solid. Give me an idea. So you and I are recording this early February of 2021. I just want to put a timestamp on it. Like, what do you, if you had to guess, hey, at the end of 2021, we'll have done X many transactions. What do you think that'll be? About 200. That's that's the goal. And we have um, pended, you know, closed and pended 25. So we're on track, about 300 GCI. Um, solid so you know that's that's my goal and and you and i personally shared this at that mastermind you know um as you start removing yourself out of production and this is my problem right now um, of that 135 91 of those transactions flow directly through my efforts going on the appointment managing the seller um, mainly sellers and uh, me personally providing that service you know and that goes back to that 40 percent margin you know and so um, I took a lot of great advice from you. The vision is by the end of 2021, trying to remove myself from half of, of the listing production and transferring that to um, a listing agent on the team. That's all solid. Well, let's be really clear. There were some really smart people in that room that day um, that gave a lot of good, good advice for all of us. And um, it certainly wasn't, I know it certainly wasn't just me. I, I learned a lot from you and, and from the other from the other attendees too, like that was such a good group. Um, mm-hmm. But dude, so like that's a 2018, like it wasn't, it was the middle of 18 too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. your business really is brand new and you're talking about doing 200 units this year. Like yeah. I, I got to ask, how does somebody go? It's not like you were a brand new agent. You sold a decent amount of real estate. You'd already been productive, um, but working on, on another team. And then you, 
you started over just two and a half years ago. How do you go, how do you go from that to 200 deals this year? Like that's a big leap. How do you do that? That that's impressive, yeah. dude. I'll, I'll make a disclaimer too. Yeah. I, I was, um, sorry about that. Um, I was on a, a team for five years, basically leadership level. So we had a great relationship. And, um, at that time we made a deal on the database I had built. So I didn't leave with zero database. Right. And it served a purpose for um, my partner at that time. And I, like he could generate income while he built his business back up. I could generate income while I built my business. Right. So, yeah. um, but how I did that, um, it was still a huge climb to, to go through. I stayed focused on my lead generation and lead follow-up. So that was key. I carved out six hours a day to focus on, on only listings, trying to find listings to get that um, listing inventory back up. And then I used it as a great opportunity to, to build a database philosophy and a lead flow philosophy. And through all the learnings that I had of over like a seven year career in a big team, a top 100 team, I, I laid the groundwork and the foundation for a profitable team day one. And so like all the challenges that we had with the split mistakes that we made, and we blew our team up several times because we had to reorganize. I just built all of the mistakes from day one into our new model. And, and just that is our standard from day one. So that allowed me as we grew and as we hired people on board, the standard and expectation was based on all of these mistakes that I'd made previously in 10 years of real estate, right? So it allowed us to, I think, scale very quickly. And I think our biggest differentiator is I put a lot of time and effort into automated lead follow-up and automated database follow-up, but then also like on the transaction management side, because I, I do sell 90 listings on my own, I automated a lot of the transaction management and client follow-up while they're a client. And I don't know what everyone uses for a CRM, but we use Brivity. And one of the, the key, like huge, what I would call uh, value propositions of that system is that it touches my clients literally multiple times a week. So I don't have to. Yeah. And, and that's probably been my biggest game changer, I think, is that it, you know, using transaction automation and a good listing manager has been the key to my success, being able to manage a lot of deals at a high level. And I want to transfer that to my agents and, and, you know, I'm building to a model where hopefully our agents are, are closing 30 transactions each. And, and we're like, I'm looking for productivity per agent versus agent count. And, um, you, I'm, you know, that's kind of the model we're building to and as I, as I remove some of that production off of myself, we'll see if that succeeds or not. You know, that's I've, awesome. I've, so that's in a nutshell what happened. Well, that, that and certainly not, I mean, I guess it is a plug for Brivity. Like that's one thing I, so Ben, the founder, Ben, Ben Kinney, who's been a guest a couple of times on the show. Um, you know, it's one of the things I love about him is he thinks like an agent because he is an agent. So the tool mm. does stuff like that. Um, and, you know, big, Big time. So yeah, plug for Ben. If you are not aware of Brivity, go check it out. Um, you can find their website, Brivity, B-R-I-V-I-T-Y. Um, it's a great system. Ben is an agent just like you and I, and uh, 
except he's a genius and you know, <laughs> he's really not Looks like you and I, I, but he's a genius. Um, <laughs> and I didn't mean that to be a plug. No, no, no. Same- I know, but Ben's my buddy. So I want to yeah. plug it for him anyways, because you Definitely. happen to say brevity. And I think stuff like that's important. Those kind of automated steps, those things to listen, there's leverage in, in this world. We can have leverage that's people, which is the most valuable, but there's also so much that we can do with a with with technology that mm-hmm. benefits us and helps us do our jobs better and easier and most importantly provide something better for the for the consumer right and brevity happens to do it so do something um mm-hmm. you said something there's two things i really want to talk about number one is you just said you were spending six hours a day basically lead gen and follow-up for listings like like were you sort of like I don't care about buyers you got agents on the team that'll work those like I'm I'm focused on listings what 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 is that like to give me more of what you mean by that so when give you some perspective it was like middle of 18 right I had just had a baby 30 days before my whole world changed right like yeah we were we were rolling and then all of a sudden poof this big decision came up um so I spent half of my day, you know, I work usually 12 to 15 hour days. So even still to this day, you know, I'm, I'm a hard worker. So I was prospecting for listings and I didn't really care about buyers at that time. Um, it, it took about four months before I brought on my first buyer's agent, but I was purely focused on getting listings. And that's one thing I learned from my mentor was, you know, if you control inventory, you control your market. And so, you know, my investment of time on a listing, once I have it, is like six hours versus what seems to be like 100 hours now with the buyer because it's so hard to get them in contract. So, um, and, and I also knew that if I had listings, buyer, you know, good buyer's agents would come, right? Like if you have the inventory, you can generate leads off that inventory. So pretty much, and I started spending money right away. So I leveraged off um, the circle prospecting for leads and, and kept uh, seller nurtures flowing from day one. So I wasn't afraid to spend money from day one on lead generation and systems to make follow-up easier and, and also good people too, sort of recruiting for admin right away. That's solid, man. That's super smart. And I just like really want to emphasize that, especially for the agents that are still buyer. There's nothing wrong with working with buyers, especially if you really like it. But from a leverage standpoint, there is not, you pointed out like, yeah, you're into it. Even if you are in production, you're into that listing for like six, six hours afterwards. Once you, mm-hmm. once you sign the agreement, like there's no better way to increase your income and decrease the amount of time you have to spend. Thus, as Ben Kenny has said many times, like you make your dollar per hour for the hours that you work, just go up exponentially. Right. So the better you can do that, the, you know, the better off you're going to put yourself in a position to win in life and in business. And so I think that's really smart. I remember there was a time in mine and Fred's business where we didn't pay for one single buyer lead. We had probably about a two years, two year run where we did not pay for a buyer lead. And same thing was like, yeah, buyers came to us and we just, you know, eventually we had agents that would work them, but Mm -hmm. we were so like, if it was not a listing, I just didn't want to talk about it. Like I, that was, that was the sole focus. I love that you did that because it's hard to do. Um, I think mentally as agents, we start to think I got to get every single thing I can instead of having these standards of what I'm willing to spend my time doing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. And I'm having to even go through that right now today, right? Like, um, you know, I'll, I'll take, I, I was of the philosophy like 19 and even early 20, 2020, 
I'm going to go on every listing appointment and I don't care if it's qualified or not. Right. I'm going to go on. I went on personally 276 listing appointments last year, you know, but I only signed 110, you know, so now it's like, you know, well, if it's under 300, I'm going to give it to one of my agents or if they don't answer these five questions, I'm not going right. Or I don't want to go on Sundays. I'll go, you know, any day, Monday to Saturday. So I think it's really important how we spend our time and what are those standards that we set for ourselves. And it's, and, and I'll go back to that point about buyers versus sellers. I think the, the challenge people have, because it's really easy to generate buyer leads and you can do that fairly affordably. It's, it, it's the long game when you start going after sellers. So you have to be patient. And, and I'm a big fan of long-term follow-up, right? Yes. Like generating seller nurture leads and just providing them value and checking in with them monthly or quarterly until they're ready to list. And if you generate, I've, I've learned that for every seller nurture that you have, that's like a circle prospect lead or wh whatever the case may be, um, you know, they converted about 10%. So if you can figure out a way to generate 10 of those per week or five of those per week, by the following year, you should convert 10% of those if you're, if you're halfway decent into a listing, which then should give you another buy or sell, right? If you're halfway decent at the follow-up on those, on those leads, you're going to, you're going to have a ton of listings the following year and yep. the, from the nurtures. And then those will bring buyer deals. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So yep. that's, that's solid. Let me ask you this. So obviously circle prospecting is a big part of your business um, mm -hmm. or it has been. Um, where else is your listing business coming from? Like, where are you focusing? You mentioned not afraid to spend money. Where are you focusing your mm -hmm. dollars on these days? So um, our three main sources for listings are going to be circle prospecting. Um, and I, I leverage that to a VA. Two VAs are, are always circle prospecting. And then um, sphere referral, agent, agent to agent referral, sphere, I lump it all into one referral. And then we do direct to consumer like uh, radio ads. I know not everyone can do that, um, but that has been fruitful for us. We're about 12 months into that. Um, and then your auxiliary stuff like Homelight, Dave Ramsey, you know, th those kinds of referral sites. Um, I would say I'm a huge fan of Dave Ramsey. I've been a follower for a long time. So, it, you know, I just do that because I like the clients that get referred to us if we, if we do wind up working for them, right? But the three mains are circle prospecting, um, sphere referral, agent referral, and then uh, direct to consumer ads on digital and radio. That's awesome, man. I think that's fantastic. And listen, like what I'm, I was glad you said the radio, I didn't want to make you share anything that you, if you weren't uncomfortable sharing, but, um, you know, being 12 months into that, like, let's you do, we're recording this in February of 2021, like 12 months ago, like everyone, the world was scared. Like in March, everyone thought the world was going to end with COVID. Right. Yeah. And, um, you, you, you bet on yourself and you bet on your ability to convert these, this spend into more listings. And I love that. That was one of the things you shared at the mastermind. I, I really love that. I thought that was really shrewd. It was, you wasn't financially responsible. You were in a position to do it, but you also were willing to do something. It's like that Warren Buffett saying, right? When everyone else is greedy, be yep. fearful. When everyone else is fearful, be greedy. And I think you took a really great opportunity to go out and really help you solidify uh, your business in a big way to set, I should say, to set you up for some really big stuff to come. And man, I just want to say hats off to you for that. Cause I think that was a huge, was that a hard decision for you? Uh, super hard. Yeah. Very, very, very hard. And 
you know, we started, made that commitment in April, right? So March 16th, California shut down totally. And then, it, you know, we lost half of our transactions, about 100K in GCI got wiped out because um, we did a lot of first time home buyer stuff and all those deals fell apart. And then um, in March, we started calling all of our vendors and getting um, either our subscriptions like delayed for three months. Like they, they were, we were just trying to take advantage of every savings we could. Yeah. Um, this goes back to like one key piece of advice I would give any agent at any level. Um, I'm a Dave Ramsey guy. So I've always run a financially sound um, personal life and business model. I've kept my expenses low at home. So I stacked up cash always. Like I've always had 12 months in reserves, right? And, and thankfully before COVID, I had stacked up more than 12 months of both business and personal savings. And it, it, was, it was a great blessing because um, both when my world changed in 2018, when I was left with a decision to make, right? Like, do I go here or do I go here? I could, I could sit back and make that decision with a level head because I had the finances to go whichever direction I wanted to go. Both ways were going to be profitable no matter what. Like mm -hmm. I knew if I went here, it was going to be great. I took a leap of faith. Same thing with um, COVID. Once the dust settled and I could see that people were still buying homes, right? Like we were still seeing people want to transact. I started using um, my cash to my advantage and between radio, I saved probably a 30 to 40% on my normals on, on what it should have costed because everyone started pulling their ad spend at that time between radio, PPC, Facebook, we were buying leads at like half the cost, right? Cause everyone stopped spending money. So smart. And so I think that that will pay off in this year and next year. And I think that's the key when, whenever you start spending money on your business, like if you're looking for an immediate ROI, you're not going to get it right. Like you need to invest in 12 to 24 month increments. And that includes like on your assistant, on a listing manager, because it takes them like six to 12 months to get like into momentum. Right. You guys, first of all, Steve has shared so many gold nuggets in this conversation. I, I hope you guys go back and listen to this and take notes or read the notes that we put up here with the episode because um, the, like Steve, you, seriously, that, those are some really amazing nuggets. And if you can follow those in your career and in your life, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be good. You, you are going to be set. Um, and so I appreciate you sharing that Steve, sure. as, as we start to wind down, is there anything um, that I haven't asked you about yet that we should, or anything that you're really excited about or passionate about that you want to share um, before we start to sign off? Yes. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited for the personal growth um, to get to like your level, right? And the personal growth, we, we talked personally about this and other, other guys in that mastermind about the, the personal growth you have to go through to grow a big business. And it is brutal. I just had an admin leave over the weekend and I was all set. I'm supposed to have a baby in March. You know, I was like, I had my crew, I even told you, and I lost an admin uh, over the weekend. And, and honestly, you just go through this personal growth as a business owner every time and get more comfortable with discomfort and you learn a little bit each time. So I think what I'd like to share is like, you just have to keep moving forward. 
Like, don't ever let the setbacks stop you. And of course, I'm a KW guy, so I, I quote Gary Keller a lot, but, but you know, your success is truly about failure and failing your way through your learning and then implementing based off of that failure. You know, and if you ask someone like Kevin or anybody who's successful, they failed way more than they succeeded and they just kept going, you know? So um, if you haven't guys yet listened to um, about 10 months ago, I think it was last, uh, maybe it was last, um, actually maybe it was a year ago, maybe it was last February, Mark Willis, the former CEO of KW was a guest and he shared his, his motto, KFG. And so I'll let you think, I'll, I'll let you figure out what, what, what <laughs> keep, me a second. keep F G KFG, what that stands for. And it's exactly what you just said, Stephen. And if I could drive anything home, that's it, man. And so thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, Steve, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, you're in Sacramento. So I, yep. I'm guessing you accept real estate agent referrals. Um, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you with that best way to be social website, like what, how do people find you if they just want to kind of follow your journey too? Yeah, um, I, I would say they can they can email me um, slamoth at kw.com or best way to get a hold of me is probably through Facebook. I'm trying to get better at Instagram, but um, you can just search Steve Lamoth on Facebook and DM me there. I'm usually pretty responsive there. Awesome. All right, yeah. Steve, dude, I really appreciate you taking the time today. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll do it again. Hopefully we'll see each other in person again soon for another mastermind Absolutely. with uh, with our buddy, Frank. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for Great being on the show you, today, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. See you next see week. Ya. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at EXP Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined EXP Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to exprealty.com.